0: Hi, everyone. Welcome Welcome. to Cross Country Crime. I'm Dora Liao. And I'm Ashley Taylor. So, Ashley and I met at Cross Country Practice. We wandered over our love for many different things running, obviously, Obviously. Taylor Swift, but most importantly, crime podcasts. So, shout out, Crime Junkie. Um, We listened to a lot of crime together on our runs, and we were so intrigued. By the stories that we decided to start our own crime podcast and for our first episode today we like to kick it off with the story of two 10 year old girls this is the case of the Soham murders
1: town located the city of Cambridge in the United Kingdom it was August 3rd 2002 and Jessica Chapman Holly Wells and their other friend Natalie We're all staying at Holly's house. Ominous so far, I know. They spent the night there and played on the computer for a little in the morning. Could have been anyone, guys. Natalie went home at around noon, but Jessica wanted to stay since she was having fun. And her parents agreed. The family was having a BBQ, that barbecue, my bad guys, that afternoon. Their friends arrived at 3.15 p.m. Sounds normal so far.
0: Yep, and Jessica and Holly, they were both in the same class at St. Andrew's Primary School at Soham. They bonded over their love for football or soccer in America, and their favorite footballer or soccer player, David Beckham.
1: Honestly, Dora, what kills me about these stories is how ordinary the victims always are.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ashley, but I don't think kills me. I don't, that might not be the best choice of words here. Right, Anyways,
1: right. <laughs> Do you have a favorite soccer player, Dora?
0: I don't really watch soccer.
1: <laughs> okay, me neither. We'll be <laughs> continuing.
0: We'll continue. Okay, Sorry okay. about that, pals. Anyways, at 6.15 p.m., the girls wanted to eat some candy, so they went to the sweet store. Chocolate? What about you?
1: Oh, it's actually chocolate? Okay, that's funny.
0: Um, actually, I like,
1: yeah. I like Butterfingers, actually.
0: Those are good, too, but they stick on your teeth, I don't like that. Oh. Anyways, I thought you were going to go straight to your favorite drink, Shirley Temple's. But... Yeah, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, all right.
1: Continuing with the story, Holly's parents thought that the girls were playing in Holly's bedroom. But when her mom, Nicola, checked at 8.20 p.m., she grew concerned as their curfew was 8.30. By 8.45, they were still missing. The police were contacted at 9.56 p.m. A major investigation was launched with more than 50 police officers working around the clock to try and find the girls. Don't laugh at my pronunciation, Dora. Sometimes I struggle to read, Me.
0: So by the next day, the police, they still haven't made a lot of progress. And even with hundreds of people joining the search, as well as sniffer dogs, they still didn't really find anything. And meanwhile, Holly and Jessica's parents... And family made tearful pleas on national television for their safe return. And, Sino Ashley, maybe it's because I listen to too many of these podcasts, but I've thought about the possibility that these "quote unquote" tearful pleas might have been an act. We'll see about that.
1: Uh, when the girls left Holly's home, Jessica had taken her phone with her, but did not pick up. By the next morning, her phone was switched
0: off. Police determined. I agree. You think that they would know better at this point. Anyways. Continuing with the phone idea, police tried to see if Holly or Jessica had been in contact with anyone over the internet, but that line of inquiry led to a dead end. A couple
1: days later, CCTV footage showed Holly and Jessica going to the sweet shop in the sports center at the Soham Village College. They stopped and talked to a man named Ian Huntley, already getting bad vibes from this dude. Huntley was the school caretaker, and Holly and Jessica had stopped to talk to him after leaving the sports center.
0: School caretaker? like, Isn't that like Hagrid from Harry Potter? Like, what does he do? I don't even
1: know what a school caretaker is. I've also read the first and last Harry Potter book only, so. Wow.
0: Well, you, you need to catch up. Anyways, Holly and Jessica asked Huntley about his girlfriend, 25 year old Maxine Carr, who was a teaching assistant at their school. And Huntley said that he was cleaning his dog, Sadie, outside when he talked to them. Then, according to him, the girls walked towards the library and nobody knew where they went from there.
1: Okay, is it just me or is asking a teacher about their girlfriend, like, odd? I mean, maybe that is normal in the United Kingdom, but a teacher could tell me to mind my own business if I asked about their relationship. Just food for thought.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Anyways, Ian Huntley being the last person to see the girls began to not look so good for him, let's just say.
0: Jeremy Thompson of Sky News interviewed Ian Huntley, and he was very, very emotional, saying they haven't run away. They didn't have a care in the world. And police would soon discover that, just like Huntley had stated, the girl hadn't run away. Something much more sinister had taken place, and Huntley knew exactly what. Bum, bum, bum. Why, Dora? Just why say that? Come on, Ashley. We like suspense here at Cross Country Crime.
1: Yes, but I like to say that stuff.
0: Bum, bum, bum. All right. Anyways, before we move on, we would like to mention a really interesting interview with Carr. Carr said she was in the bath the night the girls went missing, and she described Holly in the past tense, saying she was a lovely girl. She uh, was uh, a lovely girl.
1: She was a lovely uh, uh, uh. Another thing you shouldn't do is use the past tense if you are the murderer or know the murderer. Mur- murderer. I mean, that's murder 101, guys.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's amateur her move for real.
1: In the early hours of August 17th, police found the girls' football shirts that they were wearing when they went missing in a bin at the school. They had been partially burnt. The police felt that they were now looking for bodies. Bum, bum, bum. Later okay. that day, the bodies also burnt in a ditch in Lake Heath, a large U.S. Air Force base located just north of Mindenhall.
0: When Huntley and Carr's house was searched, everything had been cleared and nothing of substance was found except for a crack in the bath and a light torn down in the dining room. Police knew that Huntley was familiar with Lake and Heath and saw that the day after the girls went missing, he had changed the tires on his red Ford Fiesta.
1: Oh, not the red Ford Fiesta. Oh, my gosh. Oh, ooh. is it him? Is it him? Let's find out,
0: guys. Wow. Okay. Well, that same day, Huntley and Carr were arrested on suspicion of murder, but both denied any involvement in the disappearance and murder of Holly and Jessica. Of course, as you expect as any murderer would do. However, it was later discovered that what really happened was that when the girls were walking to buy sweets, they walked past Hudley's home. And when Huntley saw the girls, he invited them into his home, claiming that Carr was inside. And once inside, Hudley murdered both of them, and Carr would provide him with a fake alibi.
1: You might be wondering why the fake alibi? Well, the police wanted to know why as well. Cara had actually been in Grimsby 100 miles away at her mother's house. They received calls from people from Grimsby saying they knew that Huntley was involved in sexual assault against Will Grimsby. <laughs> Several different people had accused him of sexual assault and rape. When Huntley was 22, he lived with a 15-year-old girlfriend.
0: Dane, 15? That's younger than both of us.
1: Yeah, that's uh, not looking good for Huntley again. Huntley and Carr Mm -mm. were charged with two counts of murder and perverting the course of justice, respectively. Carr said she had given alibi to Huntley, believing that he was not involved.
0: Yeah, right, totally.
1: Um, Mm. Jessica's phone had been turned off at 6.46pm and the signal was picked up at the Burwell Mass, the area outside Huntley's house. Huntley admitted that the girls were in his house.
0: Change of plans, I I guess, for him. Yeah, and during trial, Huntley claimed that Holly got a nosebleed and he brought her to the bathroom to clean it up. Then Holly, in the bath which had six to eight inches of water in it. Huntley claimed Holly died because of this. And when Jessica screamed, um, when she saw that her friend supposedly died, he put his hand over her mouth and then Jessica died too. And then Huntley said he dumped their bodies in the ditch. And now, Ashley, tell me. Can you imagine drowning in half a foot of water and then screaming and then dying from that?
1: Well, Dora, unless I'm flat Stanley, which I'm pretty sure I'm not, you can confirm to our listeners, I do not think that you can drown in half a foot of water, as well as someone covering your mouth while screaming. I feel like I've done something like this to my siblings a couple of times. You know, when your sibling gets injured and you're the one that hurt them and you're like, don't tell mommy. Not mommy. I don't use that word. Mom. But. (laughs) And then you cover their mouth so that mom isn't reached. But that doesn't really murder my siblings because they're still alive.
0: No, it doesn't. Like, Huntley, you would think that he would come up with a better story than that. Like, that's just such a wholly implausible thing. That Once we, again, like, it this, just guy
1: is, this guy is an amateur. We can call this episode Soto Murders, but Amateur Murderer might just be it. And actually, <laughs> yeah. Huntley's fingerprints were found on the lyre inside the bin the girl's clothes had been found in. Fibers from the girl's shirts were found inside Huntley's home as well as on his boots. Chalk was discovered on the suspension arm on Huntley's car's front wheel. The chalk matched that on the track near the ditch where the girl's bodies were found.
0: Four days later, Huntley was convicted of murdering the two girls, and Carr was convicted of conspiring to pervert the courts of justice. Huntley received two life sentences, which is a minimum of 40 years in prison, while Carr received only three and a half years in prison, and she was given an identity. And Ashley, can you imagine being Car's child and not knowing about her involvement in this murder?
1: Um, honestly, that would be kind of freaky because what if I am Car's child?
0: Ooh. Okay, the the bum math bum might not add bum up.
1: Bum. Yeah, the bum 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 comes up, guys. But um, the math might not add up on that, actually. I'll have to check on that and I'll confirm. I'll, I'll talk to my mom, but... Um, yeah if anyone has any info about maxine carr or her whereabouts um now of, uh, please feel free to contact us at um our instagram of at cross country crime and we will be creating an email soon enough for uh you to comment there
0: I think i don't think you will find a maxine Carr because she was given a new identity so yeah, maybe maybe, saying, maybe so- that you just didn't know
1: Some of our viewers are amateur sleuths, and I think they can manage to track car down. Anyways, if you're running, hope you're having a great run. Otherwise, go
0: run. Yeah, go run. And all right, see you soon, CCZ listeners. And remember, don't ask prestigious teachers about their love lives. Don't. Great
1: piece of advice, Dora. I'm happy for you to end there. And given we're in the 13-minute range, I think Taylor Swift would be very proud, and maybe we can get her on as a listener feel free to DM us in Instagram stories that you want us to publish. And this one was from a little bit of, uh, but we might want to get more current, go a little bit more in the past. Again, if you've been running throughout this, I hope you run for a little longer than this 13 minute segment.
0: Um, Yeah. You guys enjoyed it. Remember it's it's at cross country crime, C-R-O-S-S-C-O-U-N-T-R-Y-C-R-I-M-E. You're welcome. All right. See you next time.